honor to have Brother McFall with us tonight. It's been too many years since he's preached here. And uh, it's, uh, I was a few pounds heavier back then. And uh, probably had a whole lot more hair back in those days. But uh, he, preached, he preached some revivals here. And it's been a while. Since he's been here, we're so glad to have him. He was scheduled to be with us last year at SOAR Conference. And I don't know, he decided he'd rather have surgery than come to SOAR Conference for some reason. Um, That's so I could be here. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, I couldn't understand it. I couldn't figure it out. Thought, man, it can't be that bad. And then just a few months later, I had the same problem and had to have the same surgery. And I said, you know what? It is pretty bad. I understand now. I don't think I could have preached a conference then either. And, uh, but we're glad that he's here this year. I'm looking forward to the word of the Lord from my friend. Brother McFall and I, uh, our friendship, well, with each of these men, the friendship goes way, way back. With Brother McFall, I was there the night he received the Holy Ghost. And uh, I still remember, I remember that night. I remember him as a new convert. And... Um, so our friendship goes back, man, it's close to 50 years. I, I think I was only about two back then. <laughs> uh, no, not quite, but it, he, he was a lot older than that. Uh, um, he's the one man out of all these that I can remember his birthday. Because his is the same as mine. And... Uh, but he was born a few years before me, so don't think we're the same age just because we got the same birthday. He is my elder. Uh, now, I remember Brother Robert Davis is two because his is also on the 22nd, but his was six months later, right. June 22nd. So that one I remember. The rest of you guys, yourself a creep. I'm sorry. I don't know. You'll have to remember your own birthdays. Don't count on me. Praise God. Brother McFall, we love you. So glad your wife's able to be here as well. And we love these. In fact, let me tell you a little bit more about how much our relationship goes. Sister McFall was with us. She was our chaperone the night that I proposed to my wife. She was with us that night. And um, so we, she, was in, she was in our wedding. So uh, we've, got a, we've got a long-standing relationship with this couple. Love them very, very much. What an honor to have them. Brother McFall, you know there are no fetters on yes, this pulpit. Yes, I want you to preach what you feel tonight. Give us the word of the Lord. We're going to preach with you. We're going to back you up. Amen. Come and take your liberty tonight. So glad to have you. Love you. God bless you. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. You may be seated. What a privilege it is to be in Olathe again. Beautiful, beautiful church building here. I think this is as pretty as I've ever seen it. It is just gorgeous. And you are in a beautiful part of Kansas City. This is Kansas City, isn't it? <clears throat> That's what I thought. Amen. I'm from the country, so i got to get used to this big city life up here. Praise God. But I tell you what, this is just a beautiful setting. And uh, it is just an honor to get to come back. Thank you, Brother and Sister Riggin. Uh, also, thank you to your family and this church family for hosting this meeting. Uh, <clears throat> I told your pastor that if uh, Trump knew the hotel that we were staying in and saw the basket that we got, he would start feeling his call to preach. If the rest of the hospitality is anything like the beginning, uh, we are really in for a treat, I tell you. You folks know how to do it. Uh, Lord, have mercy. God bless each and every one of you. And uh, bless your good pastor and his wife, because I know your reflection of what they are. And... Uh, we are just happy for what the Lord is doing here in Olathe. Good to be with all of these minister brethren from Box Springs. God bless every single one of you. We grew up together, 
Brother Regan, as he stated, was there the night when I received the Holy Ghost. Uh, <clears throat> I was uh, 15 and he was 45. <laughs> I know Brother Daniels was there. Brother Riley was probably there. So listen, if there's anything bad about me, just blame it on these guys, all right? All right, amen. I love every one of you and your precious wives. All of you are just precious saints of God. And, and uh, good to see Robert Davis, Jr., Amen. I tell you what, the touch of God is upon this man's life. And uh, his dad would be very, very proud of him. I know that his dad was. And we are all proud of you, Brother Davis. We really are. You're doing a great job out there on the field. Everywhere you're going, God is blessing you. And uh, so glad that you came all the way from, uh, I think you said, uh, Oregon? Oregon or Idaho? Idaho just to hear me preach tonight. Man, I, my head is swelling, I tell you. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. And I, I, I told him, I said, I, I think you must have somehow read my notes tonight. I do want to be a blessing. I really do. I want God to meet with us in this place tonight. Don't you know the devil's mad that we're having church on Wednesday night? Me and the devil, we had a tussle, but I won. I intend to win. How about you? I intend to win. The devil's a liar. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Brother Regan. Thank you again. Can't thank you enough. Praise the Lord. Let's go in our Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 16. <clears throat> 1 Corinthians chapter 16, starting with verse 8. We're going to read through verse 9, and then we're going to go to Revelation chapter 3, verses 7 through 8. And it is so good to have my wife with me tonight, one of the greatest women in all the world, I tell you. Praise the Lord. I thank God for my wife. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verses 8 and 9. But I will tarry at Ephesus until Pentecost for a great door. Everyone say a great door. A great door and effectual is opened unto me. And there are many adversaries. If I'm not mistaken, and is a conjunction. It just comes with the package. You cannot have an open door and not have many adversaries. He didn't say few adversaries, but he said many adversaries. Then Revelation chapter 3, verses 7 through 8. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth and no man shutteth, and shutteth and no man openeth. I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word, <clears throat> and hast not denied my name. Thou hast a little strength. Thou hast a little strength. I preached one time from that statement, a message entitled, Revival on a Little Strength. On a little strength, they kept the word of God. On a little strength, they did not deny his name. So when the devil comes and tries to uh, belie your credibility and confidence you just tell him that you have royal blood flowing through your veins you are a child of the king let the weak say I am strong the devil is the accuser of the brethren and he accuses us before God of all things he accuses us before God night and day 
And he's the biggest failure of all. He couldn't live for God where there was no temptation. He couldn't live for God where there was no sin. He failed even in heaven because of pride. Pride made a devil out of an angel. Amen. And so when he comes and knocks on your door and begins to torment your mind and remind you of all your failures and all of your mistakes, you just let him know, devil, you couldn't even live for God in heaven. And here we are down here on this earth with all this darkness. John in his epistle said the whole world lieth in darkness. Amen. Because iniquity shall abound, the love of many is waxing cold. And yet here you are in the house of God on a Wednesday night. Lifting your voice up to the Lord in praise and worship. Don't you know that makes a devil mad? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. <clears throat> hallelujah, hallelujah. I want to preach for a few moments tonight from this subject. Don't forget the open door. Don't forget the open door. This is the third time that I will have preached this message. One time at another meeting and then in my own church and now here tonight. And uh, this week praying in our sanctuary, the Lord just put a fresh inspiration upon my heart about this message. And so I'm just going to obey the Holy Ghost tonight <clears throat> and preach to you what he's laid upon my soul. We have an open door before us. We really do have an open door. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. God has not changed. He's still alive and well. As Brother Elder Westberg used to say, God is not in the intensive care unit on a breathing machine, barely surviving. It's like the tongues interpretation that came out in the church one time. It said, Yea, thus saith the Lord, times are hard. They're so hard, I don't even know if I'm going to make it myself, saith God. He's not in that predicament, brethren. Amen. Sometimes we don't see things as they are. We see things as we are. I want to see God as he is. He's high and lifted up. His train fills the temple. He said, I am alive and I'm alive forevermore. Our God is not dead, but he's alive. He's in this place tonight. He's ready to heal your sickness. He's ready to fill you with the Holy Ghost. He's ready to help lift up your head above your enemies. Strengthen you, quicken you, change you. Come on, get behind me tonight. Praise God. Hallelujah. Are you going to help me preach? I said, come on, are you going to help me preach tonight? We can have a move of God here tonight if you'll help me. Oh, hallelujah. Do we have anybody here tonight that knows how to shout? Do we have any preachers here tonight that know how to run the aisles? Do we have any saints here tonight that know how to dance in the Holy Ghost? Come on. Do we have any saints here tonight that know how to turn loose and help a preacher preach? Oh, somebody needs to tell the devil he's a liar. Come on, we've got an open door here in this place. Praise God. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise, everybody. Praise the Lord. God bless you. You may be seated. Just don't go to sleep. Two men looked out of prison bars. One saw mud, the other saw stars. 
In life, we can either focus on the mud, and there is always plenty of mud. Can I get a witness? Or we can focus on the stars. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us to look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. On Mother's Day, my son, Timothy, wanted to take his mother fishing, and we got fishing lakes all around us there at Salisaw, and uh, Timothy's got a Ford with a four-wheel drive, and so we went down to Robert Kerr Reservoir Lake just a few miles south of us and went down a dirt road because he knew just the place that we needed to go where that it was some good fishing because he had fished there before and had caught a very big catfish. And so my wife loves to fish uh, so much more than me. Uh, she can fish all day, even if she's not catching anything. And I cannot do that. And so you know I have to love her to, to do that. Amen. But we were going down that dirt road, and it had been raining a lot in our area. And there was a humongous mud hole, almost like a pond, in the middle of that dirt road. And we stopped, and we looked at it, and I said, Timothy, what do you think? He said, I think we can go through it. Of course, he delights in those kind of things. I said, well, let's go for it. And so he didn't even kick it down in the four-wheel drive. He just drove and kind of went around the edge of it. One side went down in the mud, but we just kept on going. And we didn't stop. Finally got to our destination, started fishing, and enjoyed it. Life can either cause us to focus on the mud. That's right. And the devil can sure enough destroy the faith of the church from its true purpose of fishing for souls and having revival by making it focus on all of its troubles. Oh, yeah. Amen. There's always going to be troubles. There's always going to be problems. Do you remember that little nursery rhyme? Kitty cat, kitty cat, where have you been? I've been to London to visit the queen. Kitty cat, kitty cat, what did you do there? I frightened a little mouse under the chair. In spite of all the grandeur and the glory, all it focused on was a mouse. Amen. Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 4 said, Where no oxen are, the crib is clean, but much increases by the strength of the ox. The New Living Translation says, Without oxen, a stable stays clean, but you need a strong ox for a large harvest. I've got two horses, and in the wintertime, oh yeah, they're nice, you can ride them, but there's a lot of manure that comes along with horses. And just recently, I even got some chickens. How about that? And nothing stinks like chickens, but I sure do enjoy gathering those eggs every morning. Praise God. And so I'm saying all this to say that in this world that we live in, we've got mud holes. We've got manure we've got to deal with. We've got problems. We've got devils we've got to fight. There is so much junk in the world today. Hallelujah. You can't have the roses without the thorns. You can't have the rainbows without the storm. You can't have the honey without the bees. Amen. I read about a fellow by the name of Chuck Patterson who was uh, paddleboard surfing in a day after uh, two separate shark encounters. He decided to go back in the water the next day around the same time. Crazy, right? This time he armed himself with a GoPro HD to capture everything on film. And that he did, he captured on film a seven-foot great white Alka landlord shark that circled him for roughly 12 minutes before swimming away. 
He didn't allow the sharks to keep him from enjoying the water. Hallelujah. You remember when they came into the promised land after searching it for 40 days and 40 nights, an old story. They came back with a cluster of grapes so large it took two men to bear it on a staff. And uh, they had pomegranates and they said, it is a land that floweth with milk and honey. But nevertheless, there's giants in the land. There's walled cities. And we are not able. We are not able. But Joshua and Caleb stood up and said, we are well able. Let us go up at once and possess the land. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Yeah, you're always going to have trouble and you're always going to have problems. Amen. David of old said, man that is born of women, or Job said, man that is born of woman is a few days and many, many troubles. Praise God. Just because you got the Holy Ghost don't mean the devil's going to leave you alone. Just because you've been filled with the Holy Ghost and talking tongues don't mean you're not going to have problems. But you've got to remember you've got an open door before you. Just depends on where your focus is. Hallelujah. Oh, I've got my focus on the living God. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Hallelujah. G.T. Haywood built Christ's temple in Indianapolis, Indiana, right in the middle of a great depression of the late 30s while rich people were jumping out of high-rise buildings committing suicide because they couldn't cope with the loss of their money when the stock market crashed gt haywood was building a new church right in the face of national depression whoo hallelujah he didn't let nothing stop him i said he didn't let nothing stop him we got too many saints of God that's got their focus on the mud hole. And they've, they put up their fishing pole. They have hung their harps on the willows. I can still sing the song of the Lord in a strange land. I'm not going to lose my shout. I'm not going to lose my faith. I'm not going to lose my victory. God's not dead, but He's alive. Oh, hallelujah. Psalm 138, verses 7 through 8. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou wilt revive me. Thou shalt stretch forth thine hand against the wrath of mine enemies. And thy right hand shall save me. The Lord will perfect that which concerneth me. Thy mercy, O Lord, endureth forever. Forsake not the work of thine own hands. Hallelujah. Keith Kent, author of the book, Jesus Did It Anyway, gives these recommendations. What you spend years building may be destroyed overnight. Build anyway. Honest and frankness make you vulnerable. Be honest and frank anyway. The good you do today will be forgotten tomorrow. Do good anyway. The biggest men and women with the biggest ideals can be shot down by the smallest men and women with the smallest minds. Think big anyway. People are illogical, unreasonable, and self-centered. Love them anyway. If you do good, people will accuse you of selfish ulterior motives. Do good anyway. If you are successful, you will win false friends and true enemies. Succeed anyway. People favor underdogs, but follow only top dogs. Fight for a few underdogs anyway. People really need help, but may attack you if you do help them. Help people anyway. Give the world the best you have and you'll get kicked in the teeth. Give the world the best you have anyway. Hallelujah. Praise God. We've heard a lot about Mr. Walendo that stretched the cable across 
uh, the high-rise buildings in New York City and walked across. He did that uh, with many uh, buildings. Do you know the time that he actually fell to his death? The very first time that when he walked, he didn't keep his eyes looking ahead and he looked down. And when he looked down, he fell down to his death. Hallelujah. Praise God. Glory to God. If there's one fellow in the Word of God that I'm really impressed with, it is Joseph. Even in prison, when he come upon the butler and the baker, and they just had a dream, and they were distraught, and their countenance was falling, he came upon them and he says, Gentlemen, he said, why are you so sad today? Duh, we're in prison. <laughs> Amen. Even in prison, Joseph refused to let the environment affect his peace and his joy. Hallelujah. In the book of of Psalm 105, verses 17 through 22, he sent a man before them, even Joseph, who was sold for a servant, whose feet they hurt with fetters. He was laid in iron until the time that his word came. The word of the Lord tried him. The king sent and loosed him, even the ruler of the people, and let him go free. He made him lord of his house, the ruler of all of his substance, to bind his princes at his pleasure and teach his senators wisdom. Hallelujah. Amen. His feet hurt with iron. He was an iron in the prison house. And said, hey guys, why are you so sad today? There's some people, they couldn't be happy in the Taj Mahal. These psychologists got together and they had this one little fella in a room uh, full of the most current toys and he had a melancholic disposition. They put this other fella, this little boy, in a room with a bunch of hay. Just nothing but hay that you feed horses and cows. And this guy had a real upbeat disposition. They come back within an hour, and that fella over here that, that had that melancholic disposition, he was sitting there crying and bored to death. They came back over here to the other room, to this other little boy that was real upbeat. And hay was flying everywhere. And they say, kid, what are you doing? He said, with all this hay in here, there's got to be a pony in this place somewhere. I was preaching for a man some time ago. And on a Wednesday evening... He looked so downcast right before church. I didn't know what happened. Thought maybe somebody died. I said, man, what's wrong with you? He said, I got a text from one of the ladies in the church. She texted me and she said, Pastor, I won't be at church tonight. She said, I'm not sick. She said, I just don't feel like coming. Oh, listen, folks. Oh, my. You pastor long enough. I pastor long enough. Oh, you preachers know what I'm talking about. I'm going to tell you something. James Davis, I loved him. He taught me everything I know. But James Davis didn't live in this day and time. Lonnie Marcus didn't live in this day and time. I love Leonard Westberg, but they didn't live in this day and time. We're facing things we have never faced in our whole lifetime. The devil is on a rampage. Hell has been turned loose. The bottomless pit has been opened. The devil's going about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. But my God, don't forget, we've got an open door. We got a harvest. We got a pond to fish in. We got souls to save. Don't let your environment dictate your faith. 
God is still high and lifted up. My God is not dead, but he is alive, and he's alive forevermore. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, I want to preach a little bit. I'm so mad at the devil I could bite a ten-penny nail into. I hate the devil, brethren. And we're fighting the devil. We're up to our neck in devils in 2023. You good saints of God, if you ever held up the hands of your pastor, please hold them up now. If the men of God ever need the church, we need the church today. Don't fight against us. Fight for us. We need some errands. We need some hers. Hold up them hands. Because he's fighting the devil 24-7. Some folks, all they see is the glamour of the ministry. Oh, my. I saw a little funny picture the other day. This guy that looked like he was 90 years old. He said, I've been pastor now all my life. And he said, it hasn't affected me. I'm only 43 years old. Hey, don't forget, we've got an open door. Sometimes you walk through them doors, you're like Joseph, you're hurting. You don't know what kind of phone call you're going to get. You don't know what your children are going to do. You don't know what your grandchildren are going to do. You don't know what a day may bring forth. But when you walk from that place out there, that's time. But when you come in here, this is eternity. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Hey, can I say tonight, there's too much coming to church and not having church. You let your environment destroy your faith. I'm going to shout in spite of my troubles. He will revive me. He will lift me up. He'll strengthen me right in the middle of my trouble, right in the middle of my trial, right in the middle of my affliction. Hallelujah. You can be seated. See what the devil's trying to do? He's got his own woke movement. He's got his own Antifa. He's trying to distract us constantly. Troubles, problems, cares. Jesus said, take heed unto yourselves that your hearts be not overcharged. With what? With drunkenness, surfeiting. But this is the good one. And the cares of this life that that day may come upon you unaware. We're not careful, saints of God. We get the attitude, Pastor, you ought to just be happy I'm here. And we are very, very happy you're here. Let me tell you, I remember hearing about I.H. Terry one time. He, he, he got upset with his church. I got a lady in our church that was raised up under him, so I get all, the, I get all these stories. And... Uh, I, <laughs> He got mad at him. He said, if you don't like this, he said, hit that door. And they got up and started walking out. He said, oh, I'll come back. I changed my mind. <laughs> Brother Riley, we need them people. Come on, you saints may feel like, oh, I'm just a little toenail. Let me tell you something. I couldn't do without my little toe. I couldn't be balanced without my little toe. You don't ever see my little toe, but I need that little toe. And the devil's jumping on saints. He's jumping on the church of the living God. Amen. He's trying to make us feel like we're just grasshoppers. We're nobodies. We don't count. Amen. We don't matter. But the devil's a liar. I said the devil's a liar. You do count. Everybody counts. Everybody counts. Yeah. 
Say, I'm in the church. And I'm here to stay. Say, I'm in the church. And I'm here to stay. Oh, did you hear that, devil? Woo! Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. We could have turned around, Sister McFall, and went home. Amen. But no, she wanted to fish. A lot of saints, they're just saying, I can't come, Pastor. I, don't, I just don't feel like coming. Saints, please, my God, please, please don't let feeling control you. Don't let emotion control you. It's amazing those disciples could fish all night long. Couldn't pray one hour. <laughs> Come on now, y'all know what I mean. Because fishing has to do with what we enjoy. But praying, going to church. I told my wife on the way to church, I said, you know, there's a lot of work to be a member of a church anymore. There's a lot of work to have a church anymore. But it's worth it. And God's going to help us because he knows we got to have it. Brother Kraft said the Lord spoke to him one time and said, if you'll work for me, I'll take better care of you than any job would ever take care of you. He's a preacher. I'm going to tell you something, saints of God. You bless the kingdom, God will bless your pocketbook. He'll bless you. He'll take care of you. Say, well, I can't afford to pay tithes. You really can't afford not to. Listen, listen. You cannot give God, but you cannot squeeze him either. He said, you've robbed me. He's, they said, how did we rob you, God? He said, by tithe and offering. He said, if you'll pay tithe and offering. And by the way, tithe is 10%, not 5. Not 7. Not 2. Oh, and I'm going to preach this. I guess it's being recorded, but who cares? Praise God. Nowadays, it's not safe to preach anywhere. Amen. But... You know, it's easy to pay $100 on that 1000 a week you make. But when you get about three or $400,000 by some increase, oh, I don't know. That preacher don't need all that money. I don't want to make that preacher rich because he may backslide. Get full of pride and backslide. <laughs> well, who would you rather see backslide, the preacher or yourself? That preacher's not going to backslide because he's going to give a whole lot of that right back into the kingdom. I do a Salisaw. He does here at Olathe. All these other men do the same thing. I'm going to tell you, too many saints, amen, they're seeing mud. They ain't seeing the glory of God anymore. They got their focus on crud. They got their focus on mud. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. All these other things will be added unto you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. There's some folks, I don't care what God does for them. They're just going to be, oh, they're just going to be sour-spirited. Now, I don't know anybody here, so I can preach. But if I was at Salisaw, I'd still preach. They know I still preach. They know I love them, but I'm still going to preach to them. I told him, I said, I got to preach to you because, you know, I'm your pastor. I got to preach to you, so I, I, I'm, I'm going to preach to you. Here it is. And when your pastor preaches to you, you need to get behind him. Yeah. 
Hey, Brother McFall is not your favorite preacher. Brother Daniel's not your favorite preacher. None of these men are your favorite preacher. Your pastor's your favorite preacher. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Well, I'm about to bring it to a close. I could preach longer, but amen. Y'all got dinner waiting for us? We're not fasting, are we? <laughs> Praise God. You know how this little sermon was born in my heart. It's amazing how God can talk to preachers. <laughs> oh, it is, really. <clears throat> we've, we've got some, some land where we live. And, and uh, one day I looked out there and the neighbor's calf was in our pasture. A little old calf. And he couldn't get out. He got in, but he couldn't get out. He crawled under the barbed wire. And there he was, roaming around. And so I said, well, I'm going to help him get back over there to his, his mother. And uh, <clears throat> so I went and opened one of the gates that's 12 foot wide. And I opened it all the way, Brother Davis. Opened it all the way. And, and it just seemed like, Brother Newlish, the harder I tried to get that calf to go through that gate, the more it fought me. Because all it could do is keep his eyes on me because I was his enemy. And here I was opening that gate as wide. And you know what he did? He ran down to the end of the pasture and run through the barbed wire. I said, you stupid thing. You could have saved yourself all that trouble and misery if you got your eyes off of the enemy and got your eyes on the gate. Did you hear what I just said? The devil wants you to focus on the mud hole. That's all he wants you to see. Hallelujah. Amen. But I got my eyes on the blessing. I got my eyes on the glory. I got my eyes on the anointing. I got my eyes on the miracle. Come on, church. I believe there's a miracle in this house right now. I believe God wants to do something in this house tonight. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'm preaching for a man up in Denver, Colorado. Brother Ken Rayner a few years ago in a revival just comes to my mind. On the second week of the revival, on a Thursday night, there was a brand new man there, brand new. He said, over on my left. And while I was preaching, he just jumps up and he starts talking to the man behind him. And I thought, well, maybe he's asking where the restroom was, but he don't have to be so drastic about it. Amen. Then he just turned around and sat down. I thought, well, what is going on? So after church, he ran up to me and he said, preacher, he said, you see these things, big old, the big old old time hearing aids, some big old things. He said, while you were preaching, he said, them things started buzzing. He said, I took one out. And he said, I noticed I could hear better than I've ever heard. He said, I took the other one out. And he said, preacher, he said, God healed my deafness. God healed my ears. Oh, hallelujah. You know where it happened? It happened in the church house. It happened in the church house. And it can happen here tonight if you get your eyes on the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pastor called me a few weeks later and said, that man is still claiming his healing. Hallelujah. Praise God. Every church. Oh, help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. <clears throat> every church. And maybe Olathe has been delivered. But every church 
I, I hope you don't, oh, I hope I don't say this wrong. Every church, well, I want to say it the way I'd say it at home. But I got to be careful, I know. I, I, I don't want to be uncouth. But I'll just say it. Every church has got a dingbat. If you just got one, you ought to consider yourself blessed. And I don't know about Olathe, but I know in Salisaw, we get some doozies into our church. <laughs> oh, my Lord. I'm talking about just off the street. They're not after God. They're just after money to buy some drugs. They don't want nothing to do with your God or your salvation. But I'm not just talking about them. I'm talking about somebody that comes here all the time. They're part of the church. But they know, they know how to push your button. They know, Pastor, they know how to push your button. Oh, I've had them to push my button a few times. I had to go pray. Or they were going to turn me into a renegade. Now it's going to be like Moses. I was going to cuss a little bit. Or pay somebody to do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. But you know what them people are? They're grace builders. <laughs> but I've told God I think I have enough grace. But they still come. And I'm going to love them. I'm going to love them despite of their problems. And despite, I'm going to tell you, I, I, I made up my mind. I'm not going to walk through the doors of my church thinking about that. Thinking about this. Thinking about that one. Thinking about that one. Thinking about this stuff. No, no, no. Amen. There's more here for me to see and enjoy. The Bible says he's given us all things freely to enjoy, not endure. A lot of people are just enduring church. I guarantee if we took a poll tonight. And, and it was a secret, secret poll. You could write down how you felt about coming to church. The pastor would probably want to resign. I'm here, but I really don't want to be. That's because you got your eyes on the mud hole. That's all you see is mud. All you smell is manure. <laughs> Oh, did you hear about so-and-so? Who cares about so-and-so? Come on, folks. we got to rise up higher. Listen, listen. Oh, listen. At my age, at 25 years of age, <laughs> I'm hoping your glasses don't work. Let me tell you something. I, I can honestly tell you, I have no grudges against anybody. I have no bitterness toward anybody. Nobody. See what happened to Moses dealing with the same problem over and over and over and over again. Ooh, now that'll get you. Same person, same attitude, same spirit, same nuisance. That'll get to you, Brother Daniels. And you know what start, you'll start doing? You'll let your environment affect your joy. And the devil says, ha, just keep coming to church. I got you. Because the joy of the Lord is your strength. And if he can get our joy, he's got it. If he can get your faith, he's got you because you'll just be a zombie. You know, I don't know where that came from, zombies, zombies. It became a big fad in the world. But we got a lot of spiritual zombies in Pentecost. Twice dead, plucked up by the roots. Good people. But they got the focus on something. They're like a dog chewing a bone. They can't let go of it. 
Oh, I heard about a message coming down here today. I got to use it. God bless you, my brother. Amen. That preached this where David said, by my God, I can run through a troop. And by my God, I can leap over a wall. He said, now, I'm preaching to people here that you have gone through things and you got through it, but you hadn't got over it. Preacher that told me about it, I said, whoo, he didn't know what I was thinking. I'm going to preach that somewhere. Well, lo and behold, I'm preaching it to you. You've come through it. You got through some, but you hadn't got over it yet. How do you know I hadn't got over it? Because you won't stop talking about it. Bury it! Oh, my, I told you. I'm just following the Holy Ghost tonight. I'm just letting God have his way. He hadn't told me one thing. You can say he did, but he didn't. Y'all getting too quiet now, so I know I'm in your pig pen. You told on yourself. Now, you told on yourself. You shouldn't have done that because I might preach another three hours on that. Not really. You can relax. I'm going to behave myself. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Don't forget the open door. You're going to be just like that little old calf and kill yourself. Because all you're focused on is your trouble. Your hurt, your injury, your bitterness, your problems. And I'm going to tell you, I've lived long enough to know it's self-destructive and it's not worth it. <clears throat> and when you have a pity party, send out all the invitations you want. It's like the guy that had 5,000 friends on Facebook. And he said, man, with this many friends, I can have a party. And only one person showed up. And that's the same with the pity party. Amen. You can have the biggest pity party you want, but nobody's going to be there to help you. Nobody, is, nobody wants to join in on your pity party. And this old attitude, oh, feel sorry for me. I've got it so bad. I was in the blues because I had no shoes till I saw down the street a man who had no feet. Brother Stewart, somebody's always got it worse than this. Always. Man, when I read some of the disasters that's happening in our world today, I tell you, I walk with thankfulness in my heart every day. Every day. I, I was talking to a, a, a preacher friend of mine yesterday that almost died from COVID. He's on the vent for several weeks, and God pulled him through. And I remember when the first surge came through our congregation. I thought we were... We were exempt, but boy, when it hit us, it made up for lost time. We lost one of the men in our church, and, and it was horrible. And, uh, <clears throat> and after a week, I thought I was doing okay and got outside and worked. and thought, man, that sunshine would do me some good, but I, it was an unusual sweating. And I thought, this, this is not good. And that night, fever came on me with a fury, and I thought, oh, boy, I'm in trouble. Woke up the next morning, and I couldn't breathe. And I said, oh, I started having breathing problems. And fear, Brother Davis, as you preach, fear came over me. And there was a man in our church. He lost his wife. He had lost his wife about six months before that, before COVID ever came. He had COVID. And I called him along with so many others checking up on them. And when I called him, I said, Brother, how are you doing? He said, I'm doing good, but how are you doing? I said, I'm not doing good. Saints, I'm going to tell you how important you are. I'm going to show you how important you are. Thank God for saints. Oh, my God. That brother, he just went to talking in tongues and praying. Amen. And so I thought, well, I better pray with him. Amen. <laughs> just kind of caught me off guard. You know, he just started praying. Just blah, blah, blah. And, and I, I started praying with him. And, and I, I am not exaggerating. It was like a big old elephant just stepped off of my chest. And breath came into my body. The fact that you're still here. 
You ought to be so thankful because it could have took you. It could have took me. But brother, I'm still here. And you know what? I made up my mind. I'm not going to be a complainer. I'm not going to be a murmurer. I'm not going to be a glorified griper. But I'm going to give God my very best. As long as I'm living, I'm going to give Him my best. You may be seated. Who all had COVID? Who all? Rather, who didn't have COVID? Who didn't get COVID? Just a few of you. You're just blessed to be here. Don't take it for granted. Every day I pray, God, thank you for breath to breathe. You don't know how special breathing is until you can't do it. And I thank God. I'm not exaggerating. Every day I say, God, thank you for breath to breathe. And God, thank you for your mercy. I don't know why you spared this, this, this fella here that, that is so far behind everybody else. I'm nobody. I'm the least of the least. Amen. I am far from perfection. Amen. But God spared me. How can I not love him? How can I not serve him? How can I not give him my very best? Hey, listen. Our time is short. We better get on fire for God. Stop looking and focusing on the mud. It's revival time. It's revival time. It's time to love each other. Time to forgive each other. Throw it in the sea of forgetfulness like the Lord does. He has the ability to not only forgive, He forgets. I want to be like the Lord. I'm going to forget. But you can't do that. I can through His help. I'm going to love God. I'm going to love people. The love of God is shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Ghost. The more Holy Ghost you allow to generate, the more love you're going to have for each other. By this shall they know that you're my disciples, not just because you talk in tongues. Amen. But he said that by the love that you have for one another. Everyone say an open door. Many adversaries. Many, 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 many. Everyone say many. You can be seated. I got to bring it to a close. But I'm just telling you, Church of the Living God, it's not going to get better as far as the world. Trouble's not going to cease. <laughs> it's not going to stop. It rains on the just and the unjust alike. Depends on what you're focusing on. And if all you do is focus on the troubles and the problems, you're going to fall. You're going to go down. Why are you so sad? I've seen people in my congregation that got angry because I was smiling. Oh, they're not there no more. They're gone. They're gone. Good riddance to bad rubbish. They're gone. Gone with the wind. <laughs> Adios, amigos. Praise the Lord. Some people just get angry because you're happy. <clears throat> Happiness is a choice. It is a choice. Did you hear me? Happiness is a choice. You're about as happy as you choose to be. <clears throat> the Apostle Paul said, I've suffered the loss of all things. And then he said, I think myself happy. Isn't that powerful? I've lost everything, but I think myself happy. I tell you what, if I was a sinner and I worked with some Pentecostals, I would never go to their church. They look like they've been on a diet of sour persimmons. 
Times are hard, saith the Lord. <laughs> That's hard. I don't know if I'm going to make it myself. Now, some folks like that kind of God. They like that kind of religion. But that ain't God. The Bible said that he approaches him who approaches him rejoicing. He approacheth him who rejoiceth. God don't want to be around a no sirepuls. He don't want to be around somebody like that. Come on now, y'all. Some of you going to, I hope that you don't hate me now before I'm through. Some folks, they just, they just, they just want to be sad and sour and jumping through barbed wire fences, cutting themselves all up. They're like the prophets of Baal. Amen. They're jumping on the altar and cutting themselves up. And Elijah over there mocking them, saying, where's your God? Where's your God, boys? Come on. Maybe he's asleep. Maybe he took a vacation. Maybe he's on a journey. But our God, he said, I'm with you always. I'll never leave thee. I'll never forsake thee. But I'm with thee always, even to the end of the world. Now it's end time. We know it is. The rapture is soon to take place. Jesus is coming back for his bride. But he's not. I tell you what. Brother Riggin, when you married that little girl. You said my wife was there when you proposed to her. And when y'all got married. At your wedding, I didn't see Sister Reagan come walking down the aisle, moaning and groaning. Say, oh my God, I got to marry this guy. (laughs) Mama, help me. (laughs) When my wife come down the aisle, she almost knocked her ears off. She was smiling so big. And she's still smiling. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. God ain't coming back for an old frowning bride. An old sad, sour-spirited bride. Hallelujah. We're a happy people. Yes, we are. Let's stand. I've got to quit. Let's stand and worship God. Music, come, please. Come on, music, come. You have an open door. Get your eyes on the revival that's here. Get your eyes on the anointing that's here. Get your heart set on the glory of God that's in this place. Now y'all don't sing no sad song. (laughs) It's okay. Y'all sing a song, amen, that will help this congregation. Be lifted up into heaven right now. I just wonder if there's anybody here that needs a touch in your body. You need a miracle tonight. With all of these men of God here, I'm going to tell you, we have too much church without having church anymore. David said, thou preparest a table before me in the presence of, in the presence of, In the presence of. Did you hear that devil? You might have come to church with me tonight. But you're going to watch me get a miracle. You might have come to church with me tonight. But you sit over there and watch me shout. You sit over there and watch me rejoice. Well, it just depends who you're looking at. The table or old Fido over there. Looking at the table or looking at the devil. Listening to the devil. Listen to the devil. Too many folks listen to that other voice. You listen to the wrong voice. The arm of the Lord is not shortened that it cannot save. His ear is not heavy that he cannot hear. Who had believed our reports? Brother Riggin, if they just believe 
half of what you're preaching. You'd be having a revival like you ain't never had. <laughs> Pastor, don't say, or preacher, don't say that. No, I'm just telling you. If, if you believed half of what he's preaching and got with it, because God responds to those that responds to his word. Oh, that's another message, I tell you. I'd love to preach that sometime here. I'm going to tell you. God responds to those who respond to his word. All right, little calf. The gate's open, wide open. All right, church. The gate's wide open. There's miracles. There's glory. There's power. There's anointing. There's victory. There's deliverance. What are you going to do? Go through a barbed wire fence and kill yourself or get down here and let the Lord have his way. is mine all the time he's mine when I'm weary he's mine when I'm dreary he's mine all the time those of you that want prayer come on this side of the altars those of you that want prayer come on this side of the of the altars come on you want prayer you want God to do something for you. Brethren, pray for these that's coming over here. Amen. Come on, brethren. Come on. Come on. Join in with this pastor. Pray for these folks. Oh, hallelujah. 